1: Greg Peterson experience on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. And good, I guess, morning if you're here on the East Coast like I am in Detroit, and it's Detroit, not Detroit. And good evening if you're out there on the West Coast. We got a lot going on. I got a double at Los Alamitos because I'm a total degenerate. We got Covington, Massillon that looks like it's going to a fifth round. It is going to a fifth round. So we're going to keep you abreast of all that. There is so much to get to when it comes to where we're at right now in the sports calendar. Of course, March Madness is here. Conference tournaments are here. We're going to break a lot of that down. Uh, You know, you've got the selection show a week from, if you're on the East coast, a week from today, Uh, just a couple hours will be a week for uh, you out on the, the West coast. And, an insane day of college basketball, and of course the biggest story, which we're gonna get to in a minute, was UNC Duke. But I want to say this off the jump here, and uh, I know for some of you that have seen me before, I've been on various recent shows, but I did uh, fill in for, for Greg Peters a couple weeks ago. Uh, as the by the way, my race is off. Can the Six do it? It's making a move. It wants to. It's going to. And it oh, it's so close. Super photo finish. Los Alamos. I think I might have got it by a nose. It's possible. These are the three of the six. Um, but if you saw me a couple of weeks ago, you know that I, I pretty much bet on everything. And then uh, I win a lot. So it's not like I'm just you know betting to bet and I don't have a great profit margin I do. But I'm not a huge totals guy. I'm just not. I like betting them sometimes. Obviously, it's valuable. We actually discussed this when I was on the show a couple of weeks ago. There are times where you want to bang totals in the NBA, of course, now with this crazy scoring. I remember a couple of years ago, I remember it was almost like like a, a switch had been flipped in the National Basketball Association a few years ago when teams started scoring, you know, they went from scoring in the 90s or low 100s to like 120, 130. I think the Six got it. I think I got a daily double winner for a nice $3 haul. Not, I'm going to win $3. I did it for $3. Is that, am I right? Did the, the Six get it? Six us. Um, So, you know, I'm not When when you look at totals, you know, I mentioned the NBA just out of nowhere, you know, teams were combining for 250, it was crazy. In college basketball, especially this time of year, and I discussed this a lot on my award winning show, the Detroit City Cast. Please check it out, any podcast platform. You can find me on Twitter, by the way, at DanLeach971. Last time I hosted the show, uh, when I was in for Greg, I was in Twitter jail. Well, not Twitter jail. I guess I was in, in, you know, Twitter handcuffs because I had been hacked by some silly Russians. And uh, it took me like a month. It was actually funny. I was in Vegas. I think I talked about this on the show. I was in Vegas at the Win Sportsbook, Had just tweeted, tried to tweet again uh, on AFC NFC title game weekend. And the next thing I know, I got an email that someone logged in from Seattle. Obviously, I was in Vegas. Um, Changed my email. Changed my password. Spammed my work email that was connected to my Twitter account that's been verified and connected to that email forever and it took me a month to get it back And of all things that that ended up getting my twitter back for me it was the detroit pistons my guy josh schnur and the pistons social media team they got the job done uh so i appreciate that but please follow me on twitter there but as i mentioned when it comes to totals i i look for valuable spots especially when it comes to football totals i'm definitely not i'm rarely going to take it under weather is obviously important to do that and, you know, there was that bill—the Bills-Patriots game earlier uh, in the the NFL season last year, where there was just terrible wind and weather and stuff. I never—I like betting against points, that's for sure. By the way, quick update: minute forty-three left. It looks like in the fifth round of covington Finale. I would love a knockout. I've got a boosted bet on a knockout or TKO. I don't think it's going to happen, but it'd be great if it did. Um, you know, I'm not looking to cheer against points, but there are, there are spots to do this in where it really can be valuable and and help your profit margin, especially when you've got teams that are going to extend possessions in desperate situations in conference tournaments, especially the NCAA tournament. There are times where, you know, you're going to have two teams that are going to be at a track meet and it's going to go super over the total, but something happened to me today that I don't remember ever happening before. I just don't. And, you know, someone brought up an interesting point when I tweeted this out that You don't want to really take a lot of totals that are flat. You want to take some half points. I liked all three numbers that I had today. I had the over 131 in the Northeastern William & Mary game, and I'll get to the miracle of that in a second. I had the over 77 in the first half of St. John's Marquette. And these numbers were true to basically where they were. They moved a little bit. I got a a couple of them a little late. Um, But they were basically where they were supposed to be. And then I had the under 132, which I know in some places closed 132.5. In the Middle Tennessee Old Dominion game, they all pushed three pushes. Or right, please submit this guy with 20 seconds left. Just do it. Can you do it for me? I don't think it's going to happen. Massive on the ground. Covington with 14 seconds left. Uh, boy, Covington is a hell of a fighter. Um, but, yeah, three pushes. Now, let me just tell you this. And I think all longtime batters have these kind of stories on both sides. Brutal bad beats. Of course, Scott Van Peltz, I'll make that famous. And amazing wins. Like, I had a parlay in that Bills uh, miracle in in, in in Nashville. Why am I forgetting the name of the, the play? Um, when they had the, the kick return, uh, the Titans and the Bills. So, you know, yeah, the Music City miracle. That that game helped me win, like, a $2,000 parlay when I was in college. So, I've been on other sides, too, like the Chiefs-Redskins Red, uh, game. If you remember, they were fumbling it through the you know the end zone, and it should have been an easy cover, and, of course, it wasn't. So we all have those stories, but I've never in my life pushed three totals in the same day. And one of them was a first half total. The odds of that happening, like, listen, I'm not complaining because I didn't lose. And to be honest, all of these were in parlays, and I won all the parlays. So uh, yeah, one three-team parlay went to a two-leg parlay, and so another three-team parlay, and I believe the other one was... You see, yeah, the other one was a was a, a one or two teamer, so I just won the money on Preview AM. Yeah, I'm betting Preview AM plus seven. They covered. Um So it's just insane to have three of them push in the same day. But it, it it's a valuable lesson. And as I mentioned, someone had reached out to me. uh, I think his name was Andy LaFat on Twitter. And it looks like Coggins is going to win this this UFC fight easy on the cards, but it did not go to a knockout or a TKO. So he mentioned, you know, don't take flat numbers. I'm not going to ever bet or not bet and have to buy a half point. Like obviously, if it's a point spread, like in football, and it's difference between three and three and a half, you know, there's seven, seven and a half. Yes, there are a lot of times where I'll buy that or buy off of it. But when I'm betting, like you know, I'm not making huge plays with some of these college basketball games, at least not right now. I, it's, it, I'm not going to I'm not going to worry about the half point. If I push, I push. And obviously, I had three pushes today. But it's, it's a valuable lesson in management style when it comes to betting. And it also lets you know that a lot of times you got to take these games early. You know, I I make a lot of my plays myself, but I have a lot of, you're only as good as, you know, the people you put around you, right? I have some of the sharpest handicappers in the country that are friends of mine. You know, guys that don't, like, go on, you know, cable access channels and say, buy my picks at one hundred i win with, like, four ends. They're some of the sharpest in the country, and I, I'm grateful to know them and, you know, find out what they're doing. And a lot of times, if you don't get on a play early in the day, like, for example, I actually was on Stories show uh, by guys in the desert, Visa a couple days ago and gave out Pistons 8.5 is where it was at when we gave the, the the play out around 5 Eastern. I got that play for my number one sharp NBA handicapper earlier in the day. And I would stay away from Pistons games, so that's why when I got it, I'm like, all right, fine. And the line didn't really move much. In normal situations, let's say it was 9, it was a Pistons plus 9, they ended up winning the game outright. Uh, some nice wins by the, my Pistons basketball team recently, even though they don't have much talent right now. Uh they that line would go from nine to like six or six and a half. I mean, totals would go from 131 to one thirty three or from 128 to 124 and a half or 125. You don't want to really cheat the numbers this time of year, at least in college basketball. NBA, a little bit of a different story, but it's it's a valuable lesson for sure when it comes to betting conference tournaments, getting betting college hoops, betting the NIT. Betting the NCAA tournament, you don't want to cheat the number too much. And that's why it's so important to have your strategies in place. To you know people that are very, you know, successful and, and talented in picking games. Have whatever system you have. Do your research because you know. Go, go to squatchpicks.com, my website. Whatever you want to do. But it's one of those things where that is the difference. I mean, I, I've talked to some of these guys that I've known for years now that are you know professional sports bettors, and the the amount of money you make or don't make or lose based on juice, based on half points here and there, is exponential based on your bet tickets or your 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 betting unit. You know, you you're a $50 better could be thousands of dollars a year. You're a hundred dollar better could be you know, ten thousand dollars a year. I mean five hundred dollar better, whatever you are, it can be a huge difference of what you're winning and losing based on juice when it comes to laying minus one ten, minus one oh eight, even money when it comes to point spreads where you're you know cheating the number a half a point. You're like, oh the, the line, I, I liked it at seven, but it went down to five, and I still like it. And of course the team, you know, loses by six. So it's one of those things where you got to be very, very careful with that and be smart uh with your betting strategies. All right. So you look at uh Covington winning the fight easily. Uh Mass Fidel 35 and 16 now in his career. Uh interesting UFC card tonight. We'll get into that a little later in the show, but I want to talk about what happened at Cameron Indoor, and there are so many sides of this game. We're, we're going to kind of take you back to when the point spread came out a couple days ago, or late on Friday for some of you. And this is another very valuable lesson when it comes to situational batting. I'm going to explain what my thought process was about this uh, this game with you know Coach Kate's final regular season home game. I'll let you know where we found out the final kind of numbers on the average price to get in and some of the high level and high price tickets. And just the game itself was just nuts. So we'll get to that. It's been a huge day in college basketball. We'll update some bracketology for you. Talk some football and combine. There's so much to get to uh, tonight on the Greg Peterson Experience. Dan Leach in for Greg. And we will talk Duke-UNC, the final regular season game for the legendary Coach Krzyzewski. Coach K, he had 208 former players. They were there. Atmosphere was incredible, but Duke goes down in flames. That comes up next right here on VESA, the Sports Betting Network.
2: Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN,
1: the sports betting network. The college basketball season, oh yeah, it's in full swing. Grab a five-hour energy to stay alert to watch all your favorite games. Or if late, you stand up late to see that intense overtime game, take a five-hour energy shot in the morning to so you energize your day. With zero sugar, an unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and cabbage. It's the perfect pick-up for getting stuff done. Go to FiveHourEnergy.com to find over 15 flavors to choose from. Flavors like grape, tropical burst, which I love, cherry, and blue raspberry, which I really love. And more, there is a flavor for everyone. Get a five-hour energy today. Dan Leach here with you. Filling in for the G-Man tonight. I'm live from the Motor City. You can follow me on Twitter at DanLeach971. I'm also the host of Eason Lives, uh, presented by Pet Rivers Detroit City Cast. You want to listen to that, not just because I want you to listen to it, because I think I'm amazing and very humble at the same time. But I've been very successful in picking games for a long time. And we ended football 13-2. and two against the spread college bowl season 26 into 12 against the spread and i've been banging out some soccer for you and tennis and golf three outright golf winners in uh six weeks now i got rory you know small chance tomorrow at the or later today at the bay hill uh, we will get to some golf later in the show as well but please check it out uh, i want people to win and especially during march madness that's kind of one of my money times of the year i've been really good betting the tournament, and i can't wait to talk about that and Get break all the seedings down and the upsets and the Cinderellas and all that kind of stuff. But I want to get into North Carolina Duke. And I was I was told during the break that legendary producer Brian Ortega. I'm very disappointed in this. Bet the game. I guess not like at the window, but like with a, a you know a, a friend or a coworker as a friendly bet, and did exactly what. It's funny because I I hadn't talked to Brian about this. Th- this whole segment is going to be about that game, but also about situational betting, and what you don't want to do. And Brian did exactly what you don't want to do, which I'm sure many of you did. I want to start with, and I'm going to get to my whole process about this game, you know, because there, there are certain big games where it really makes sense to kind of look inside different layers of it, because it seems like it's a very valuable game to bet. Sometimes the big games are not. I mean, think about this. Bookies around the country, now, obviously, betting is legal in many spots. But the bookies around the country loved the primetime games for decades. I mean, still do, whether it's an NBA game, whether it's a football game. And I mean, primetime, you know, nationally televised games. Because the line, it doesn't really matter what the line is for a lot of like novice or just bad bettors. They're going to bet that game and most times the wrong side because it's on TV. They're not doing any research. They're not studying the line movement. They're just betting the game because. It's Monday Night Football, or it's yeah, TNT Thursday, or it's you know Big Monday ESPN College Basketball, or UNC Duke. So while things sometimes can look too good to be true, and they are, other times they can look too good to be true, and they are they they are true, and then other times you need to stay away. So first, before we get into the game, I just want to say how crazy the amount of money it costs to see that game. It was a special atmosphere. Coach K is one of the greatest coaches of all time, up there with Wooden, Iba, and very few others. Modern era, probably the best. No discussion there. And has the most national titles, uh, you know, to show for it. But to get into the game was almost four grand. That's like Super Bowl money. The average ticket price. I know Cameron Inters is a small stadium, but still, the average price to get in was about seven thousand dollars. And then there were tickets that were going for twenty grand, thirty grand, forty grand. I saw upwards of fifty thousand dollars. Now to be in that building, forty years for Coach K. You're a big Duke fan. If you're, you know, someone that's a millionaire and you don't care about spending that kind of money on a a college basketball game, you want to be in a game like that because there's not many atmospheres on par with that. Even like a national title game or Final Four or whatever it is, because it just meant so much to so many people. And all two hundred eight. Uh, former players of Coach K were there as well. So you have all the great atmosphere uh, and, and all the, you know, just what Coach K has meant to the, the game itself and, you know, to be in that crazy arena, the best arena in college basketball, gets your bitter rival, North Carolina, Duke playing much better. North Carolina, obviously, you know, trying to, to get into the tournament with the win over Duke, the way they were able to kind of pound them in the end. <coughs> Excuse me, I know that Joe and Artie, all due respect to all the other bracketologists, Joe Linardi is the one I I follow the most. In his last update, and he's been updating these you know a lot, March 4th, though, was the final update. Nothing over the weekend. Yet. So Friday in the morning, he had North Carolina as a last four-by team, along with my Wolverines, San Francisco playing tonight, in Wyoming as well. And North Carolina is, I think, off the last four-by list. I think they are in the tournament. Uh, I think that he had them as a, if I'm not mistaken, a 10-seed Want to double-check that in his last, yeah, 10 seed, playing a team like Colorado State. I believe they're going to move up, be a 9 or an 8, and we'll see what they do in their um, conference tournament. They can maybe even help their seeding as well. But I want to take you into my process for a game like this and why it's so important to be a smart situational batter because a lot of times, situational betting is where you can really make some money or, by staying away, save some money. So I the line, when it came out, I think it was at some point late Friday – I, wanted, I wish it had come out earlier, and I would have been able to take less time to waste on the game. But I figured, you know, and I don't have an algorithm. I don't have a computer program, but I have a lot of different numbers that I look at, and, you know, I kind of can figure out what I think a spread should be. I'm pretty, not to toot my own horn, but especially in football, what I, I like to do to myself is when the spreads are first released, I'll cover the spreads with my hand and guess what I think they should be. And more often than not, a lot of, you know, seven out of ten times, I'm right. Within a half pointer on the number, so I, that's the that's the way that I do it. Some people use programs. Some people look, you know, do different statistics and kind of put it all together. I figured it'd be seven, Duke by seven. I mean, listen, Duke is playing some great basketball. One of the best teams in the country, ranked number four in the country, twenty, you know, twenty six and four before the game, uh, just getting some tremendous momentum at this time of year. But North Carolina is fighting for their their lives, and they're a pretty darn good team too. That came in twenty two and eight. And it's a a rival. North Carolina won 14 games in the ACC. Just one, uh, or I'm sorry, two less than Duke coming into the game. So I figured seven, seven and a half. That's kind of where I thought it would be maybe eight. When I saw that line come out at 11 and a half, as much as I, because I really wanted to bet Duke, because I just felt like the emotion, they could handle it. They've had these kind of, you know, they've talked about it. The players did against Florida State, that there was just something different. They could feel the energy, all that different stuff. So I'm like, all right, this is a great spot. This could be a great spot to take Duke. They might blow the covers off of North Carolina, who, by the way, earlier in the season, blew the covers off of Duke and Chapel Hill. So when you look at that line when it came out at 20 and a half, or at 20 and a half, at uh, at 11 and a half, I said there is absolutely no chance. I'm sorry, North Carolina lost by 20 to Duke. There's no chance that I'm touching this game. No money line play, no tease, no nothing. That's why, I, as much as I love my man Brian, you got to be crazy. You got to be crazy to lay 11 and a half points in that situation, in a rivalry game with North Carolina's back against the wall. Not that Duke didn't want the game or, or need the game, it was Coach Kate's final regular season game, but that is just insane. And then to see Duke play the way they did early, and North Carolina, of course, play the way they did early. And then you get to the half and Duke's up by two. But in that second half, and you look what McCoe did for for North Carolina with 23, 10 of 11 uh, from the field, and also almost perfect for the free throw line. And Bonchero had a great game for Duke as well. He missed a lot of shots, he had 23 points. But they outscore them by 15, 55 to 40. And then I have a good friend of mine who I I, I respect his college who plays. He liked the over. I'm like, I'm staying away from it. I was staying away from all sides of this. But, of course, you know, over and easy. But when you look at four North Carolina starters, scoring 20 or more, Black, the only starter that didn't have a great scoring night, uh, he had six. There's really not a bench uh, for, for North Carolina. Just an incredible performance in a game where it was a good spot in the sense for North Carolina, The you know, us against the world mentality. But there is no way on earth I thought Duke would lose this game. And this is the whole kind of lesson I want to teach. Not that I'm like, I know everything, but I've learned throughout the years that in situations like this, a line that looks like crazy like that, sometimes it makes sense that it should be what it is. A lot of times it makes sense that it is what it is for a reason, which is to stay the hell away from it. I wasn't going to take North Carolina plus 11 and a half. I don't think they were going to win the game, but I, I, there's no way I was laying that with Duke. I don't care how well they're playing, but in that situation, with all the emotion, you've got to weigh the factors, and it seemed like the moment might have been a little too much. For the Duke team that had been playing some really, really good basketball. What a win for North Carolina, and they're gonna, as I mentioned, move up in seating. Just kind of incredible when it comes to that moment, Coach K's final game. People showing out, thousands and thousands of dollars to be there, and. Coach K loses that game at home. When they ask him years from now, toughest loss he ever had. It won't be in the Final Four. It won't be the national title game. It will be the final regular season home game against the bitter rival North Carolina. That is what I'm telling you what Coach K will say was his toughest loss. All right, we'll get into some other SEC action coming up. we got some SEC title odds in the tournament as well. Kentucky, Florida, South Carolina, Auburn, Arkansas, Tennessee. It's all that coming up. Straight ahead, daily chip Greg Peterson. On I mean, the Greg Peterson Experience, you are watching VSEN. The Sports Betting
0: Network.
1: L. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Get an early start on your College Hoops tournament betting with VSIN's full court bracket betting coverage starting Sunday, March 13th, with six hours of free live video streaming on VSIN.com, including the full bracket revealed and opening lines for every single game. My favorite times of the year. VSIN College Hoops experts, including Greg Peter, Hoops Peterson, will analyze every game and discuss with the bookmakers making the lines to find the best early value. Don't wait for the lines to move. Start your bracket in Round One tournament betting with the Visa College Hoops experts on Sunday, March 13th at 6 p.m. Eastern. Free on Visa.com. Free 99 you can't be that. Free 99. Dan Leach here with you live from the Motor City. In uh, for Greg tonight here on the experience. We got a lot to get to. Such a busy day in college hoops. We had a UFC card tonight. Covington rocking. Masvidal winning that fight easily by decision. Uh, horse racing, Arnold Palmer invitational at Bay Hill. That course is eating up some monsters, including my guy. All right. I mentioned I had three outrights now in six weeks. I want to make it four and seven, but Rory McIlroy is going to need to do a lot of work on Sunday for that to happen. I'm Keith Mitchell and Luke List and some others, uh, but Rory's the only chance that I've got. So we'll get to all of that as well. And we just, of course, talked about Duke and UNC and just how ridiculous that, you know, final was, when you look at how great of a team Duke is and how they've been playing and all on the line for Shashevsky in his final uh, regular season home game, people pay him upwards of 5 dollars 20 $30,000 for tickets to be there. And, and you know, it, it's just, it's it shows you, you know, I got a good friend who's a big Lakers slap and, you know, from Michigan most of his life, but he loves the Lakers, And he's like, oh, how do we beat, uh, you know, the Warriors, but then, like, lose to bets? It's basketball. There's tons of games. It's not football. We're like, if the Jaguars beat the Patriots, everyone's going crazy. There's only 16, now 17 football games. But even though there's a lot of basketball games, a lot more, especially in the pros, and a lot more hockey games, obviously, especially in the pros, that was still just a crazy scenario uh, to see Duke lose the way they did and. It got me thinking like that atmosphere was incredible. And it was a very important night for one of the greatest, you know, coaches in the history of sports to send him off, you know, the final time at Cameron. And he's going to be around at games in the future. And it's not like he's, you know, dying. He's going to be around for a long time. Um, But it got me thinking about, you know, other situations where the home team, they just weren't going to lose. Cause I thought that Duke wasn't going to lose tonight or last night now, but I wasn't going to lay 11 and a half points. I thought North Carolina would be in the game at moments, but not win it by, you know, 13 and beat Duke, uh, outscored by 15 in the second half. But there's two games that came to mind for me. The first post-Katrina game, the Saints, I believe they're playing the Falcons, at the Superdome, they weren't going to lose that game. They just weren't. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe they were like minus four and a half, something like that. They were not going to lose that game, and they covered it as well. And then, probably the biggest in my lifetime that I can think of is the Piazza Mets Braves game. The first game, any professional sports game uh, or contest in this country after 9 11. I know the Piazza had a home run, maybe he had two. I mean, I, I watched that game live and I actually took the Mets, and they were like minus 130, 140, something, nothing crazy. They weren't going to lose that game. This is a little different. This isn't like after a natural disaster. Or after like a ridiculous, heart-wrenching terrorist attack, so it's a little different. But boy, did I think that there was no way that Duke was losing this one. That was just nuts. Let's talk some hoops, though, in honor of the great Greg Hoops Peterson. Uh, I want to. I mean, I'm a big football guy. Should I, uh, should I name maybe like Dan uh, Field Goal Leach or Dan Touchdown Leach? Let's do that. Let's get that going. But SEC is a very interesting conference when it comes to what some of these teams could do in the NCAA tournament. You've got probably right now six teams that are going to likely get in to the NCAA tournament out of the SEC. And you had some really interesting games on Saturday. I want to start with Kentucky, who's playing some great basketball. I mean, can they get to a one seed? Maybe if they win the SEC basketball tournament. Uh, But either way, they're going to be on that that one, you know, that two-line, at worst probably the three, but I think the way they're playing right now 25 and 6, 14 and 4 in the SEC. And a nice win on the road at Florida. I mean, Florida's not a great team, but they're a good team. And, you know, just a great, very even, balanced performance by Kentucky. Uh, and they outscore, uh, you know, the Gators by 12 in the first half, got close in the second half, but hang on and win by uh, th- uh, 8, 71 to 63. That Kentucky team is going to be very fun to watch. When It comes to the tournament because they're definitely someone when you look at some, you know, odds to make the final four, odds to win the NCAA tournament, have some value when it comes to the, the Kentucky Wildcats. And I'm going to go through, you know, as we talk about a couple of these other games, we'll get to some more SEC action in, in a second here. But I want to just run down the SEC title odds for you. Uh, when it comes to winning the SEC title in a conference tournament, Kentucky plus 175, obviously the favorite for a reason, Auburn plus 225, Tennessee. Plus three twenty-five and Arkansas plus or uh, eight to one. I think that, uh, any of those four teams can win. I don't think you know Bama is playing some bad basketball. Uh, you know the last couple of weeks. LSU obviously it has some talent. You know can play decent defense. Eighteen to one. They're eighteen to one for a reason. And then Florida forty-five to one. Mississippi State uh, fifty to one. South Carolina and Vanderbilt and A and M sixty to one. None of those teams, in my opinion, have a chance. Uh, and then, obviously, Missouri and Ole Miss and Georgia have zero chance. I mean, if Georgia wins the SEC championship, you know, I mean, the SEC tournament, I will – well, I was going to say i do the show naked. I will run – there's still snow on the ground here in Michigan. I will go outside. I won't get naked because I want to get arrested. I mean, I'm not, like, a decent exposure guy, obviously. But I'll strip down to, like, a Speedo. And there's this big pile of snow right next to my condo. I will jump in that and sit in it for an hour. It's you got it, you got it right now. It's it's documented, it's on TV. If Georgia wins the SEC basketball tournament, that is what I will do. And I'll also, I gotta do something else. I'll I'll eat nothing but beets for a week, and I I hate beets, like absolutely hate them. So that's how there's just no chance of Georgia winning the SEC tournament. Yeah, Brian, my great producer Brian wants me to win a Michigan State shirt now. It's not even worthy of that. It's got to be something worse than that because I've had to I had to wear a Buckeyes jersey for a full month. I made this bet. He's such a clown. A uh, longtime coworker of mine, ninety-seven won the ticket here in Detroit. Uh, I've worked there for almost a decade now. Uh, he's a big Penn State fan, but he's from Detroit. He went to Penn State, and he just loves giving me a lot of crap. So we made this bet that the Lions, who of course have won playoff wins in my lifetime since '57. The Lions would go to the playoffs, win at least two games in five years in the playoffs, or at least go to the NFC title game in, in one season. So it, it could be two overall games or one year, get to the title game, even with a bye, and I I win the bet. Five-year bet. Of course, I lost it because I'm an idiot. And I wear, I'm a Michigan fan, if, if people aren't aware of that. Big-time Michigan fan. Went to every game this year, including, uh, you know, Indy and in the Orange Bowl. I would to wear a Buckeye jersey for 30 days. And the only time I could take it off was like if I had to go to like a religious service or, you know, like if I had to go, unfortunately, I had to go to a funeral during that time. I'd have to wear it to that. But every other moment, all the shows I had to do, uh, all appearances I had, remotes, I had to wear a stupid freaking Buckeye jersey. So I'm done with wearing different shirts and nonsense. Uh, but you know what? I'll, I'll throw a Michigan State out shirt as well if, if Georgia wins the SEC title. Uh, a couple other games to look at here. Well, I mentioned Auburn, you know, the second favorite uh, plus 225. Uh, they get a win that obviously should have happened at home after having some weird games over the last week or so. They win 82-71 over South Carolina. Jamari Smith, another big game for him, 21-6 and two dimes. Uh, no you know, no surprise there whatsoever. Auburn definitely alive and has a great chance to win a national title for Bruce Pearl. Probably the, one of the games of the day, not just in the SEC, but anywhere, was two top 15 teams that I think both have a chance of making a run in the tournament getting it going in volunteer land and Tennessee holding off that late surge from Arkansas to win it by four. The vows outscored the Hogs fifty to 29 in the first half. They were up by 21. And then the vows got outscored by 17 in the second half. That's where we're at this time of year. You see that happen all the time. Oh, and I, by the way, I forgot to mention that Northeastern total. That I ended up pushing out. I'll get to that coming up next because there's a fascinating story with that. Just the way that betting is crazy and why we love it, but also hate it at times. But a huge win for Tennessee, 78 to 74. They moved to 23 and 7, 14 and 4 in the SEC. Arkansas drops to 24 and 7 and 13 and 5 uh, in the SEC. And as I mentioned, uh Auburn plus 225, Tennessee plus 325, Arkansas, 8 to 1. To win the NC or excuse me the uh, SEC college basketball tournament, as I mentioned, bad week or so for Alabama. They go down in overtime to LSU. LSU gets their twenty first win. Bama drops to nineteen and twelve. They're no longer going to be in the top twenty five. That is for sure. All right, I'll get to that Northeastern story coming up uh, next, and also some previews for some big games: Michigan, Ohio State. Nebraska, Wisconsin, Houston, Memphis. We've got stuff going up tomorrow. Maybe on the game itself, but the teams that are playing. Uh, this is Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Hoops, Peterson himself on v the Sports Betting Network. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy. For only 19 bucks, whether you are filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Gregory Peterson, on every key team, conference, and player to watch from the favorites to the potential Cinderellas. Sign up today to get the betting guide, plus full access to VEASAN through April 5th for only $19 at vison.com slash madness. That's vison.com slash madness. And the Madness in many ways has already begun. Dan Leach here with you. You can follow me on Twitter at Dan leach 971 And you know, this is easily. One of my favorite times of the year. And I know for many of you out there, definitely your favorite time of the year. I mean, it's it's a little depressing when the football season finally ends, even when college ends much earlier, of course, you know, in early January than the NFL. And then the NFL goes to their playoffs and the Super Bowl. And obviously the season was longer this time. So Super Bowl ended, you know, in almost middle February. But it's a little depressing. But then right away, you had those two big Saturdays in college basketball You've got the tournament, you know, the conference tournament's going on right now, and a big, the big Power Five conferences coming up next week. And then you have Selection Sunday uh, a week away. A week away from finding out if your team's in, if they're not, where they're going, what their seat is. I mean, it is so much fun for me, and always has been, I'm going back to when I was very young, and should not have been as like a 10-year-old, but to, to, you know, look at the spreads and see the movement, and figure out some good upsets, the 12-5 games, the you know, the eleven-six 6 games, finding that maybe 14, seeing the kid win outright, the you know, the the Hampton George Mason Cinderella type team. It, it, it just is the best. And Visa's got you covered, like I mentioned, with everything. And I'll be talking about, of course, on the show that I do, the Detroit City cast. I know Greg's gonna talk about it here on his show, and all the different Visa hosts. Uh, and I'm I'm lucky to be asked to for some reason to go on a lot of different shows as a guest. So I'll be talking about it for the next couple of weeks as well, that girl stormy and Danny Burke and others on uh, various shows on the VEASAN network. But uh it is just a great time of year. And You got some big games coming up tomorrow in college basketball, the games, there's one game. That's a big game itself, but then you've got big games for teams that are playing, you know, inferior competition in a way, But really working on seeding or getting ready for their conference tournament. So you've got some interesting stuff coming up uh, late at night with Iowa and Illinois, which we'll get to in just a little bit. But I want to start with my Wolverines. And here's the up to the second. I mean, as I mentioned, Joe Lenardi has not updated his bracket since Friday. I'm sure he will either maybe tomorrow morning or on Monday. Michigan was a last four-by team. And surprisingly, well, I don't want to say surprisingly, but interestingly, Jerry Palm, who I also respect, I I mentioned it's not like I don't think that Jerry Palm and others are good at what they do. I just for my my purposes uh, have always been a Joe Lenardi guy. I just think that Joe's the best overall. He had Michigan as a first four team before, even after they lost to Michigan State and or beat Michigan State big, and then after they lost uh, and looked kind of silly in their their follow up game against Illinois, uh, Michigan is a first four out team. For Joel, uh, for for Jerry Palm on CBS with a net ranking of 34. I mean, they should be in, and that's I'm not just following Lenardi because he's got the Wolverines in, but that's where Michigan's at. But they need to. This is where the Wolverines are. If you're a Wolverine fan, or if you're, you know, I mentioned in recent weeks on various shows that I've done on Veasan as far as like looking for value and bets for the tournament. Bet Rivers, for example, the third most bet team by money to make the final four, even though they were 30 to one after Gonzaga and Purdue was Michigan. And to me, I mean, that wasn't a Homer play by me. The fact that the third most money was on a team that was 30 to one. And on top of that, excuse me, the line hadn't really moved. It wasn't like going down when there was a lot of money on it. If the Wolverines make the tournament, which I believe they will, then there's a great chance that they could go on a run because They are probably the most disappointing team in college basketball, based on what they were looked at as in the preseason. Having Hunter Dickinson, D'Avante, Eli Brooks, and others, and you know they've had some huge wins in the last few weeks. That win against Purdue, massive. The win against Iowa on the road, massive. The win over Michigan State at Chrysler Center uh, earlier in the week, massive. But they've had some bad losses. I mean, I don't want to say bad against the the competition, just the way they looked. Illinois, Wisconsin. You know, they should have played better in those games. So, and by, by the way, I didn't even mention the Rutgers game after Juwan Howard uh, had been suspended and Phil Martelli took over. That was a huge win for the Wolverines. And I believe in what Lenardi has said when it comes to Michigan getting in. As long as they this was going back a couple of games, I believe this was, you know, after the Rutgers game, if they don't lose to a team, or maybe it was actually before the Rutgers game, if they don't lose to a team that is behind them, Michigan should get in. They got to win that first opening game in the Big Ten tournament against some kind of a chump, a Nebraska-type team. But as long as they win that game and don't lose to a team behind them in net rankings or eye test or in the committee's eyes, which we don't know for sure, obviously, they should get in. They've got the quad one wins, they've got the quad two wins, they've got the eye test, all that stuff, and they've beaten some really good teams, including Purdue uh, and and Rutgers. I know Rutgers was kind of fading, but the Wolverines, you know, looked really good in that win against Rutgers a a few games ago. They've got – I'm sorry, Iowa was the other game I meant to mention. The Wolverines just looked very uneven and at Chrysler Center a couple of days ago. But they've got a Buckeyes team. That is a riddle, to say the least. Ohio State, definitely top 25 worthy. But that loss in their previous game before they beat the, the Spartans, who are just playing some bad basketball Michigan State, to lose to Nebraska at home as a huge double-digit favorite – And before that, on the road to Maryland, I mean, do I love EJ Lidell? Yeah. Do I like Jamari Wheeler? Yes. Zed Key, great shooter, well-coached. They're a good team. But I like that Michigan is on the road in this game coming up later today in the East and tomorrow for you on the Pacific. And you look at it right now, as far as where the spread is, and Michigan, in some situations, in big games, have played better on the road. Michigan's catching four, the total 144 and a half. I like the Wolverines. I mean, they might not win the game. But I'm not homer alert play. Definitely taking Michigan after, yeah, Ohio State beat the Spartans. But losing to Nebraska and Maryland, that is almost comical for a team that is still ranked in the top 25. So that's a big game, 12-30, Fox. Can't wait to watch that from Value City Arena in the wacky city of Columbus. I mean, it's fun there, but I always feel so dirty when I'm in Columbus. Uh, You do have another noon start on CBS Houston and Memphis. Houston, a top 14 team. Love what they've done this year. They're 26-4, 15-2 in the American. Gotta love Penny Hardaway. What he's trying to do at Memphis, 18-9, 12-5 in the American. And You look at Houston and they can just beat you inside and out, and Edwards can kind of take over games, and she can, you know, throw a dime like no one else. Uh, this is going to be a tough spot for them playing at Memphis. The Cougars currently a two-point favorite. I've got no lean or play on this game, but it should be a fun one. Noon CBS uh, coming up later today. Uh, Nebraska, awful. Wisconsin, pretty darn good. Badgers, number ten in the country. They will host Nebraska. Wisconsin minus twelve. That's a two p.m. game on the Big Ten Network. The total one forty eight half. By the way, the total in that Memphis Houston game is one thirty nine. And Wisconsin just playing some solid basketball, trying to get or stay or at least be on that two line. They've won as far as the seeds go for the N.C.A.A. tournament. (laughs) They've won five in a row. Indiana on the road. Michigan at the Kohl Center. At Minnesota by one, which was way closer than it should have been. Uh, A nice win at Rutgers by five. And then beating Purdue in a game that I actually liked Purdue in. uh, Beating Purdue in Wisconsin by three in a back-and-forth game. Now they get a chance to just kind of rip Nebraska uh, as they will uh, close out the Big Ten regular season and definitely get a double bye going into the Big Ten tournament. But what, what a game this should be. Two top 25 teams, Iowa and Illinois. You know, both these teams could be five seeds, four seeds. Could they get to a three seed they go on a run in the Big Ten tournament? We'll see, but both teams have a chance to make a run in the NCAA tournament, firmly in Iowa 22 and 8, 12 and 7 in Big Ten play. Illinois, uh 21 and 8, 14 and 5 in Big Ten play. Illinois, a three and a half point favorite. I do have a lean on this one. I'm leaning Iowa plus the points. I think this is gonna be a brutally close game. Uh Illinois could win it by one, two or three. And I like that three and a on Iowa. So a lean there for me. On the Hawkeyes, the total, 153 and a half. No lean for me there on that. All right, we've got much more to come here on the Greg Peterson Experience. Dan Leach here with you. In for Greg, we'll talk Warriors-Lakers, little NBA action. Duran is back for Brooklyn. Getting some odds to win the East and the West. That's all coming up next. I'm Dan Leach, and this is Beeson. beat smoke, and Now.